As we grow, I think it'll be a huge blessing. Amen. So, and you know, all that's possible through y'all's giving, through y'all's tithing, um, as we can expand and grow and, and continue to do those type of things. Amen. And so we're excited about that. But let's let's jump into the word real quick and, and uh, chapter eleven of Genesis this morning. If you'll turn there with me. Real quick, uh, Genesis chapter 11, starting in verse 1. And God's been uh, having me speak a lot on unity lately. And also speaking on, you know, preparing his church for growth and, and for what God's going to do with Let's, let's go ahead and look at the word as I get ready to share this morning. If you have it, say amen. And the word of God reads, amen. Now the whole earth used the same language and the same words. It came about as they journeyed east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. They said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they used brick for stone, and they used tar for mortar. They said, Come, let us build for ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into heaven. And let us make for ourselves a name. Otherwise, we will be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have the same language. And that is what they began to do. And now nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. Verse 7 says, Now come, let us go down and there confuse their language so that they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the whole earth, and they stopped building the city. Therefore its name was called Babylon, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the earth. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to our hearts this morning, God. Father, let your anointing minister to us, God. Lord, as I decrease and you increase in this house, Lord, don't let me share anything that you don't want to be shared from this pulpit, God. Father, I just thank you for a fresh anointing. I thank you for a fresh revelation, God. Come, my King, and have your way this morning. Forgive us for all of our sins. Wash us, cleanse us, and cover us in your Son's precious blood. We need you, Jesus. We need a word from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise this morning. My topic this morning is unified with the right purpose. Unified with the right purpose. 
And you've heard me speaking about different things concerning unity, and I spoke about a message about the power of unity. Amen. And then I, uh, I didn't, we didn't get a chance to uh, have service on Wednesday because the air conditioning was out and it was 90-something degrees in here, and, and, and I just felt like it was better for us just to go ahead and cancel the service concerning that. Amen. But I shared also with uh, the next morning I taught uh, here at the home and, and I shared a message there as well called Unified in Purpose. But I want to go and share another aspect of unity because God is bringing unity, amen, within the body of Christ in order to prepare us to be the most effective that we can be as we begin to take the land for Jesus. But I, I want to share something that's a little bit different this morning in regards to unity. And then I'll bring it back around. Amen. But as we look here in chapter 11 of Genesis, amen, we begin to uh, see when the uh, people begin to make what was called and known as the Tower of Babel. Amen. And this is something that the people were building. Now, this is right after... The, uh, not too far along after uh, God had wiped out the earth, amen, with, and with a flood, amen. And so, of course, Noah and his family were on that boat, amen, that God had made Noah's ark. And so right here, these people here that were uh, together at this time were descendants of Noah's. Are y'all with me today? They were descendants of Noah's. And, and as we look here in the scripture, amen, I'm going to try to take you through it real quick. And then verse one says, now the whole earth used the same language and the same words. And it came about as they journeyed east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. Now, I want you to look at this because these were people were that were mountainous people. They would go from one mountain area to another mountain area. And so here they finally found in the plains a place where they could begin to settle, amen, a beautiful place where they could begin to create, amen, their own little perfect world or perfect little city, amen, and start getting established and start... Uh, Building and, and, and so forth and so on. Are y'all with me today? Amen. amen. And, 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 and there's there's some things that I'm going to begin to bring forth with that. Amen. God willing. Are y'all with me? Amen. And, and, and so let's look here in verse 2. It says, it came about as they journeyed east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. They said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they used brick for stone and they used tar for mortar. So here in this plain area where they were settling, amen, there was obviously provision for them. There was the materials in order for them to begin to build what God, amen, what they felt they were wanting to build. And verse 4 says, say, they said, come, 
Let us build for ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into the heaven. Are y'all with me today? Now, when people think about the biblical account of the Tower of Babel, they usually associate as the Bible's explanation of diverse languages. Confusing their language is a huge part of this story that we are looking at today. But I want you to realize something that is actually not the main focus of this account. The language issue is only one of the details in this story. And this is an account of generations after Noah that were rejecting the commands of God. Now there's four key points that I want to begin to bring out to you here as we begin to move into this. There was something in Genesis 9 that God had spoke, amen, to Noah and his sons. And this is what he said. He said, so God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast of the earth. Now, I want you to grab that for just a second because this is a command that God had given Noah. He said, be fruitful and multiply, amen, and fill the earth, amen. And But when we look at this generation here in chapter 11, this is what this generation was saying. They said, let's build a city and a tower. And they go on to say after, let's build a city and a tower, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Now I want you to, there's a key point right there, amen? Because the entire foundation of their plans, of the plans of the people was contrary to what God had commanded. In other words, it was a complete violation of God's command. Because since the fall, man has been seeking something, and that is to build its own utopia, amen, or their own place of comfort, or heaven on earth. Are y'all with me? Now, this is a tall tower that reached all the way, amen, into the heavens, are y'all with me today? So their entire foundation of their plans was uh, contrary to the command that God had given. And the quest for heaven on earth has not ended and will not end until Christ returns, amen. But how many all know God's purpose for man has always been to go out and to do his will? Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen? Now let's look at this scripture. You know, one thing I want you to realize is that these people's mentality 
was uh, in a preserving the group mentality. Preserving their self mentality. In other words, it wasn't focused on reaching out, but it was focused simply on what do I need to do in order to preserve the comfort of my life? What do I need to do in order to be able to preserve the utopia in my life? What do I need to do in order to build up Amen. This uh, nest egg, amen, and this and this lifestyle that is comfortable to me. In other words, amen. Their focus was not where God wanted it. And I want you to realize something today, as we look right here in the Bible, amen. These people were unified people. They were unified. But it was for the wrong purpose. Wow. Amen. You know, I want to jump ahead and we began, began to share about unified and purpose. And we were looking in the book of Acts in chapter four. Amen. And they were unified. The people were unified together. Amen. For the purpose of sharing the gospel. Amen. To the ends of the earth. See, that's God's plan. That's God's desire. Amen. But these people's focus and purpose was to begin to create a utopia, amen, a lifestyle, a place that was comfortable for them to save their little, uh, uh, you know, things that they had in their life. How many of you know we get all focused sometimes and that's what we focus our life on? Are y'all with me today? God is good, Amen. I want you to realize something that they say. God doesn't bless us that we can have, that we can just lavish in his blessings. God blesses us so that we can bless those around us. God doesn't equip you, amen, so that you can uh, just go out and just do whatever you want. God equips you. He equips us so that we can do his will and touch the lives of others in his name. Are y'all with me today? God doesn't gift you. The gifts aren't for you. The gifts are for others. I want you to grab a hold of that today. Because sometimes we get a focus, amen. And we think the blessing is just so that we can be all comfortable in this utopia, amen, and have this perfect little, amen, life, amen. Hello, all comfortable and so forth and so on. No, or you think that God blessed you with an increase so that you can live more comfortably, but really he wanted to utilize it to bless others. Are y'all grab a hold of this this morning? Amen. See, one thing about it, saints, we've got to realize is by nature, we are self-centered and beings. And when the church gets a self-centered worldview, they lose sight of God's plan. When we become self-centered, we want to be isolated from anything that will interfere with our perfect little world. Fearing to lose what we have is why people resist outreach. 
See, God commands us to go into the highways and the byways and to touch everyone with the gospel. Amen. And this command too often interferes with our preference to keep our group intact. We get content, amen, with our local church or, amen, when it gets right the way we just want it and then we grow complacent and isolate ourselves from the rest of the world. I mean, I know that happens all over America. That's why they don't go outside the four walls. We've got it just how we want it. Just the right worship team that we wanted, just the right volume and just the right people. We don't want nobody else to come in and I mess it up. Hello, some of y'all been to those churches. Just the right tile on the floor and just the right walls and just the right this and that. Are y'all with me today? How many of y'all we find ourselves doing this in our own lives? God is good, amen? amen? And out of the self-centered view of life, the people of Babel made the decision to build their own utopia. My question to you today is, are you building your own utopia? Are we building our own utopia? See, because their goal was security and preservation. That was their goal. And this life was all they acknowledged. And God didn't call man to protect this life and his lifestyle at all costs, amen? But to live this life with an eternal perspective. Are y'all with me today? How many of you know we get so easy caught up in that? Anything that threatens us, amen, to, uh, our comfort or anything that threatens our preservation or anything that threatens us. That's, that's the way a lot of people live. Are y'all with me today? You know, I'm going to share with you a scripture that Proverbs 11 says, amen, this is what it says. There is one who scatters, yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right but it leads to poverty. He says, there is one who scatters yet increases more and there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The next verse says, the generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered himself. In other words, you give out and it's gonna, you're gonna receive. You minister and God's gonna minister to you. You teach and God's gonna fill you. Oh, you serve and God's gonna fill you. There's one who waters, amen. Oh my God, y'all only. He who waters will also be watered himself. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? That's why those preachers and teachers, amen, they, you know, their encounter with God is whenever they're teaching and preaching. Or worship, leading worship, or whatever it is. Are y'all with me today? Amen. God is good, amen? You do what God's called you to do, and God will keep a fresh anointing in your life. A fresh touch in your life. Are y'all with me today? Amen. 
if we want a blessed life, God requires that we get outside of ourselves. And if we strive to preserve what is ours, we might just see it slip away. But if we reach out as God commands us to do, God will increase abundantly above anything that we scatter. How many of y'all believe that today? Amen. Come on, if you believe it, give the Lord a hand praise in this house. You know, have you ever wondered why uh, churches can't hold it together? You know, we've seen a lot of churches that grow from almost nothing to an exciting, vibrant church. But soon division comes in or the leadership fails. And how many of y'all know the church splits? And what happens is it becomes spiritually dead or dwindles away to nothing. And the reason is that God will not honor our purpose unless our purpose are the same as his purpose. God doesn't build a church to be a social club, but to be a symbol of his glory. Or unity is the foundation that God gives us to reach out. And if we quit reaching out, God quits blessing. See, a church is a place where we go to be encouraged, amen, to, to be discipled, to be equipped, amen. And the local church is not the end result, but the place we are renewed so that we can go out and do God's will for our lives. And if we make a church that ends, amen, the end of our purpose, then we miss the big picture. Are y'all with me today? I'm going to look at verse 4. He says, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. I mean, I know God doesn't just honor the work of our hands. God honors those who yield themselves to his will and allow God to produce good works through us. In other words, to work without obedience is our own efforts. But through obedience, God produces good works through us. Are y'all with me? Because look at what these people said. They said, come, let us build ourselves a city. How many of y'all know if the Lord don't build the house, it's built in vain. Come and let us build ourselves a city. And when we've got that mentality about building up our stuff and our lives and this and that, amen. Hello, somebody. That's what we're doing. And we get stuck in that mindset. Hello? Are y'all with me today? Deuteronomy 30 says, And you will again obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commands which I command you to do. The Lord your God will make you abound in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your body, and in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over you for good as he rejoiced over your fathers. See, I want you to look at this because if the builders of Babel had labored to obey, how many of y'all know, then they would have had 
the right motives and God would have led them to the work that he was doing and he would have blessed it. He would have blessed the work of their hands. See, we've got to make sure we're not doing the work that we, amen, are doing, but we've got to make sure we're doing the work that God is doing. In other words, we can't just do what we want, but we've got to do what God wants. We can't just be building ourselves a perfect church that fits us. Amen. We have to build what God is called to build. What does that look like? It's not about us being the most comfortable. Yes, we want to be able to flow in the Holy Ghost. And yes, we want to be able to, you know what I'm saying, operate in the way that we that God's called us to and that God can move. Amen. We don't want to be in a situation where we're stifled, amen, or where the, where the Holy Spirit is hindered, amen. But if we're not doing what God has called us to do, then we're, the Holy Spirit's hindered anyways. And the work of God is hindered. And we might find ourselves building in our own strength. I don't know about you, but it's real tough when you're building in your own strength. It's real tough when you're operating every day in your own strength. It's real tough when you're trying to put together a life, amen, in your own will and strength. It's real tough when you're trying to run a ministry in your own strength. It's real tough when you're trying to plant a church that God never called you to plant in your own strength. Hello, somebody. Come on now. But when God is there, that's when you begin to soar with eagle's wings. Come on now. Are y'all with me today? Jesus said this. He said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. And he goes on to say, he who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And if anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. And if anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Are y'all with me today? See, until a person sees the bigger picture of God's plan, then they will cling to their own life and seek their own works. But the one who responds to God's plan will follow Jesus' call. And when we die, hello somebody, to ourselves for the sake of submitting to God, he will produce a fruitful and fulfilled life. Y'all follow me? Right. So in other words, alone we're like the grain of wheat that can do nothing, but when we die in Christ, we're made alive. Come on somebody, y'all gotta grab a hold of that today. In other words, it is impossible to follow Christ without choosing to die to myself. It's impossible. And God blesses what he produces. Not what I produce. It is God that gives me significance and belonging. Are y'all with me today? And God's works are produced when we yield ourselves to God. Hello. In other words, I don't ask God to bless what I'm doing. 
But I pray and seek to find where God is leading, and I take up what God has already blessed me. Amen. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen. Amen. God doesn't change. The next part that they said here, they said, let us make a name for ourselves. So first thing they did, they said, come, let us build for ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into heaven. Let us build ourselves. And let us make for ourselves a name. You can't make for yourself a name. God's going to make your name great. God's going to be the one. Ooh, my God. God's the one that gives the increase. God's the one that lifts you up. God's the one that anoints you. God's the one that gives you favor. God's the one that gives you blessing. God's the one that does it. Amen. God's the one that makes your name great. Amen. You don't have to make your name great. God makes your name great. But they said, let us make a name for ourselves. How many of us say that I want to make a name for myself in this world? No, we want to make God look good and God will make you look good. Come on, somebody. You've got to grab a hold of that today. Only God can make a name great. Romans 13 says this, let every soul be subject to the government. For there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. In other words, all authority comes from God is appointed by God. Even those who are wicked that are in authority, amen? You know, God appoints evil men for judgment to accomplish his purpose so that his name can be glorified. Are you with me? But those who seek to exalt themselves, God will humble. And so when we look here in, in the account of Babel, we see the kingdoms band together to build a tower with the ultimate goal of making their name great instead of acknowledging God. Are you all with me? God is good, amen? He said this, he said, Abraham, he says, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all families of the earth shall be blessed. And I want you to realize this for a second because Abram, who became Abraham, submitted himself to God. He humbled himself and God exalted him but the people of Babel exalted themselves and God scattered their plans and divided the people. Are y'all with me? Abraham humbled himself. He left his secure place at the command of the Lord and God made Abraham's name great. And God gave Abraham the very thing the people of Babel sought. <laughs> Y'all grabbing that? The very thing that they were seeking, God gave it to Abraham, and because he obeyed the command of the Lord. 
Abraham received the promise of God because he died to himself and to his own plans and he followed God. And Abraham found the promise of God. For thus says the Lord, the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell the place, the high place and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. God is good, amen? Let's look at verse 6 real quick. It says, The Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have the same language. And this is what they began to do. And now nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. Now I want you to know something. First of all, we've been talking about unity. And in order to accomplish what God wants to do, there's going to have to be unity. But these people were in unity. They had the same purpose. They had the same goal. The only problem was it wasn't God's purpose or goal. Are y'all with me today? So there's power in unity, even if even if it's not God, amen. So we gotta ask ourselves today, amen. We're unified, amen, with what purpose? Are y'all with me today? We're unified with what purpose? I'm going to share some statistics with you that might blow your mind for this just a moment. Amen. There's never been a time when all of humanity was united into one mindset. Amen. But God in his mercy has always restrained humanity by foiling their plans. In other words, the only thing that restrains the evil of men's hearts is accountability. Amen. And when a group thinks and acts as one outside of God's plans, the result is always tragic. Always. Now I'm going to give you some examples for just a moment. Y'all familiar with a man named Hitler? Hitler was able to unite the, the uh, almost all the people in an entire nation with the same mind, and the result was the extermination of over 17 million people. He was able to unite them in the same mind, and as a result, 17 million people were exterminated from the earth. Stalin, amen, was able to unite the political and military forces of Eastern Europe, and as a result, was a 50-year tyranny that murdered over 27 million people. So what I'm getting at here is that the confusion of the language, amen, which God did to the people in this passage was actually an act of mercy. So when God allows man to have the godless desires of his heart, it is never the utopia that Satan promises. But chaos and tragedy. Hello, somebody. Some of y'all need to grab a hold of that. There's not one example of a godless society that has not turned against its own people. The strong always oppress the weak. 
Selfishness and greed and desire, amen, create envy and murder and thieves. So the world united truly would fulfill the warning that God declared when he said nothing will restrain them. Amen. At the heart of all, amen. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen. This was a, a, a this is an act of God's mercy on the people. Are y'all with me today? He said nothing will be impossible for them. Nothing. Those people were united, but they had the wrong purpose. And sometimes, amen, if our purpose isn't to carry forth the gospel, to carry forth the commandment of God, the commission of God, which is to go and make disciples, to preach the gospel to all the earth. Amen. Hello, somebody. If that's not our purpose, hello. Sometimes we can be united, amen, with people for other reasons. Hello. See, we've got to be like they were in the book of Acts in chapter 4, amen. They were united for the purpose, amen, of sharing the gospel. The Bible says that they were in one mind and one heart, amen. It was all together. That was it. It wasn't about utopia in their own world. It wasn't about getting this perfect little world made up for them, amen. But it was about the gospel going forth. That what was being shared. See, sometimes we can unite with people because they're going to agree with what we're gossiping about. Sometimes we can unite with people because they're going to begin to take on the offense that we already have. But is that building up the house of God or is that tearing down the house of God? My question to you is what are we united for? The purpose of the gospel going forth. That's it. That's it. That's our purpose. That's our focus. That's our drive. So when people have other motives, it begins to affect that and it creates division. And so you have to know that you don't unite with anybody for any reason other than what's best for the kingdom. What's best for the gospel to go forth. So you don't unite in agreement with something that's not productive. Are you all with me today? Y'all are united with me, not just because y'all love y'all some Pastor Raymond, but because you believe in the vision. You believe in the vision. And you know that God gave me the vision. Just like he gave the other men that got a vision, you grab that, you understand that, you respect that, and you support and walk. You know, I'm telling you, it's not we don't always just need good leaders, but we need good followers. Amen. We need good followers. I'm going to share a teaching with you one day, and, and there's a lot of there's a lot of situations.
teaching in the Old Testament where people failed to follow because of rebellion and stuff and this and that. And, you know what I'm saying? And as a result, man, there was a lot of there was a lot of things that were messed up and tore up. So the key is don't be trying to create a utopia for yourself. You gotta lose your life in one thing. But if you do, God's gonna give it to you. That's why you gotta be focused on the kingdom. You gotta be focused, amen, on building the kingdom of God. You got, and that includes souls. Are y'all following me today? These people were unified, man. These people had a purpose. These people were accomplishing what they wanted. But it was contrary to what God had commanded. It was contrary to his will. And God said, no, that's it. And he took their language, amen, and he began to, and he, and he began to scatter them, amen. All, he scattered them all. They, they couldn't work together anymore. They didn't speak the same language. And I'm going to tell you this, but it was for the good, amen, of, of mankind being spread out. What if they all stay together in one little spot? We've got our own little perfect world, and this is what we got. It's, we're building this little tall tower thing. And so what if they, when God said, you know what I'm saying, we're comfortable, man. And I, we got to go on, man. We're preserving themselves and stuff. He didn't say preserve yourself. He said preserve the unity. Come on, somebody. Amen. You don't want to preserve you. You're not, it's not about, I've got to protect me and I've got to protect I don't protect unity he said preserve the unity don't preserve yourself and your life and everything else you're dead man Amen. we get in defense mode and we got to protect ourselves and protect this and protect them and protect our wife and protect that yeah you need to protect your wife you know what I'm <laughs> That don't mean you take up all your offenses. Amen. Find out how to get a little slicker to beat that devil boy. You step ahead and get in your prayer closet, man. You don't say get a strategy. You don't say you go find the truth instead of going by a bunch of baloney. Don't be letting people just talk any kind of way. Come on now. God is good, amen. Amen. They were settling together in, in attempts to establish this perfect society. You know, and the same thing that he did right here in, in Babel is really the same thing that happened in the, in the New Testament church and in the book of Acts. He scattered his people languages and they all scattered, but it was to spread them out. Because they weren't doing the Lord's will. God even used persecution in the book of Acts in order to spare them. The gospel got there quickly. It made it to Rome before Paul made it to Rome. They spread out. The gospel is going forward. Are you all with me today? You know, as I look at it, man, it's exactly, and, and I know I'm walking in the way God's calls. Because I look at my history, I look at the the testimony of what God's done, man. And every single situation, every time that He spread us out, it was with some kind of persecution. You know what I'm saying? The neighbors created a bunch of baloney. You know what I'm saying? The the, water, the yard being flooded with water. So we got to move the home over to the green. You know? 
Then from Greenville, you know where all that blood was up there, and then God moved us here. He spread out the gospel. That's what he did. That's what happened in the, the, the book of Acts, man. They had persecution. They had spread out. They moved around. You know? We're still about 20 years later with Jesus in the corner. We had not made a big impact. or somebody running around that place. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they're living right there. You know what I'm saying? Are y'all following me? He says in verse 7, Come and let us go down and there and confuse their language so that they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the Holy And they stopped building the city. Therefore its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole earth. And from there the Lord scattered them abroad from the face of the So we ask ourselves today, am I making a utopia for myself? Is that my focus? Is that my mindset? Man, am I trying to preserve my life? Am I in preservation mode? We get that way, don't we? Out of fear. The devil works off that fear. Or am I focused on building the kingdom of God? And am I unified with people for the right reasons? The building up of Christ, or because I like what they're saying out of their mouth, it fits my what I'm feeling in my heart right now. It's contrary to the word of God. Oh, so is they treated me bad. They did me this. Yeah, they did me good too. We're unified. We're gonna get this. Watch out for that because that's the devil's trick, boy. It's when you can't share anything the same, you don't want to think about it. Right. You got to get to the place of maturity. Trusting God, having faith in Him. As our provider, he's going to provide all your needs according to his riches and glory. As our protector, he's going to bless those who bless you, and he's going to curse those who curse you. Come on now. God and his righteousness and everything shall be added unto you. Everything 
shall be added unto thee. Focus on this kingdom, not focus on building my utopia. Doesn't mean we don't use wisdom with the resources God gave us. Amen. But we use it to bless others. Thank you. 